evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215 Forever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the podcast page that is hashtag Know Your Role Player, K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-E-Y-E-R, all right? The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. That's anchor.fm backslash Know Your Role Player. Whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, Overcast, or many, many more, you will get notifications like the episode you are currently listening to becomes available. All right, all right, guys, welcome back. Today is Monday, February 7th. Most importantly, happy Black History Month. All right, with always, I'm going to introduce my guests. French, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Happy Black History Month. Yes, sir, man. Stay black, stay proud, and stay active, all right? We got a lot to get to. We're going to jump right into it. But first, I'm going to let French introduce not the breaking news, but the replacement All-Stars. And we'll talk about them, and then we'll talk about any questions we have with the reserves. Yeah, so we got three replacements today, actually. Wow. Um, DeJounte Murray, yes, LaMelo sir. Ball, and G- uh... Whoa. Oh, so hold, this is the other thing. Jason Tatum was apparently not actually selected. But uh-huh. he he is the he was the official replacement for Kevin Durant. So how did Lamelo get in? Um, Lamelo is taking the place of Draymond Green. What about and Darius Garland? Is he going to play? They, they don't know yet. Okay, because I feel but like he has to of... announce uh, by the end of the week. Okay, yeah, you got to give that spot up, brother. And it's his first one. I'm sure he wants to, but. Listen, Listen the, the, the acknowledgement is bigger than the actual game, man. And you still get to be on the sidelines anyway. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And it's in Cleveland, so, you know, no disrespect, but, you know, it's like, no, I actually did want to go to uh, – I actually wanted to – before pandemic, like, hit, I actually was planning on going to this year's um, All-Star game, but that's okay. So, hope maybe LA or New York, hopefully. I got to look for the next couple of years. But um, real quick, do you have any problems with any of the reserves? I know you want to talk about LaMelo for a second. Nah, listen. These are two of the people you and I both said we felt like should have gotten in originally anyway. Yep. Um, Just by looking at the seasons that they're having. And if, like you said this last week, right? If you take these dudes off of their teams, what would the record be? Like, how would the team look? I'm telling you, I don't think the Spurs will win 10 games. Man. That's what I'm saying. And the same with Charlotte, man. They're – Anyway, that's a story for a different day. But now I'm, I'm glad oh, to see both. Today. Okay, I'm glad to see both young guys getting a chance to you know showcase themselves to the entire world. Okay, um, yeah, um, listen for Dejounte Murray, I'm super happy about it. Uh, you remember he had a he came over. He's two years away from an ACL injury, and last year he kind of had a down year. But I don't sweat it. You know, I guys need at least a good year to get this get this swag back. And listen. He already went from a first-team All-NBA defender to now the guy that's a legitimate triple-double threat that can really penetrate, score inside, pass the ball, rebound. I love it, man. I'm so happy for him. I would have traded Ben Simmons for DeJounte Murray in a heartbeat. All right, but it is what it is. We're not going to hash on old things. Uh, Listen, LaMelo Ball is the same thing. We're going to talk about LaMelo Ball in Charlotte today because I I can't take it anymore. Um, But super happy for LaMelo, man. LaMelo is the engine that drives Charlotte, all right? He's not the best shooter. Shooter that'll go to um a Terry Rosier, but he's the most he's the cog that gets them going. If Lamelo has a good game, the Charlotte Hornets are going to win possibly by eight to ten points. Um, any last thoughts on any all and Jason Tatum? You know, 
I have mixed feelings on Jason Tatum. Um, obviously, he's an all-star player. I don't doubt the talent, but I hate the way he plays. And when I say that, let me explain it. He plays outside in, right? So the first yep. quarter of the last night game, he takes like four threes in the first quarter. Mind you, he's playing an Orlando team. You should really try to challenge the paint, work free throw line and in. I feel like he needs to attack the paint or play inside first, then later go outside. I, I, I hate how he plays. I probably would have gave Jalen Brown, but Jason Tatum, I think, has the most points, total points scored. So I'm not hating on him. Go ahead. No, nah, listen, Jason Tatum, we all understand he's a great player. Um, it's just, yeah, he's got to stop shooting so many jumpers. You're too talented. You're too tall. You need to go into the paint more. You need to drive more. But that's not what he wants to do. So we'll see what uh, happens. Any of the other reserves that you had a problem with, or did we already talk about that? No, we talked about that last. All right, last but real quick, we got to switch to this one other thing. We got to talk about um, James Borrego. Am I pronouncing his name right? Yes. All right, we got to talk about this. So, this is probably what the third time he's been to Lamelo this year. Yes. And let let let's be constructive and objective here, right? We are both well aware that sometimes Lamelo probably does things he shouldn't do, but part of his game is learning, and he's a flashy player. I don't think you can ever tell Magic to take the flash from him, and I'm not saying James Borrego does, but you. It's, I believe in trial by fire, right? I believe in growing through your mistakes. Hey, pulling you to the side. Hey, this is my maybe why that's not the best idea moving forward. But I'm not a benching guy unless a guy is just toxic to be put on the court. So he benched Lamelo again, right? And then James Booknight. I, I'm so happy this happened. Me and French are huge James Booknight fans. Yep. No, just because the guys don't get minutes, it does not mean they can't play. Malik Monk is a great case example. Is when a guy is in a good system or when he's fit and valued, he'll be fine. So, so, so Jason Tatum, uh, excuse me, not Jason Tatum, James Borrego, excuse me, um, him and uh, James Booknight get into an argument. And in the argument, he talks about, uh, he said something to him, he had words back, and then he got sent to the locker room. But I feel like, and I know that a lot of NBA guys vouch for James Vrago, and I'm not discrediting what he did to get to an NBA coach. I just don't think the ceiling is great with him and them together. I know you're going to go a little bit more in depth, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I think I'm over this, this, this uh, relationship. Yeah, I was over this two years ago. Um, I was he definitely over this last year. And at this point, he needs to just be fired. And I don't like saying that because I don't want anybody to lose employment, but He's not a good NBA, like, I don't want to say coach, but he's not a good play caller. Right. That's number one. Like, that's the biggest thing I could see. Like, they just run out there and shoot a bunch of threes. Right. And, like, they don't run. It's fine. But, like, at least run set plays to get guys open looks. But how about not playing? I don't like coaches that don't play rookies because I feel like you are taught that. Like, listen, Kai Jones, they drafted in the first round. James Booknight, you drafted in the first round. Michael Jordan did not draft guys to sit on the bench. Yeah, and it's like I understand if they're sitting on the bench because other guys are having career years or playing really well or you're the number one seed in the East. None of those things apply in this case. Nope. Miles Pumbley averages six and seven in 25 yeah, minutes. 15 minutes a game for James Booknight. I'm saying the 25 minutes he gives you six and, Miles, and seven. Like you said, Miles Pumbley's trash. He's trash. He's so been I don't that know way. Kai Jones can't get on the court. And like I said, I'm sure Kai Jones – isn't the strongest guy, but listen, can't be no, worse. Can't be worse, man. Seriously, um, we are both in agreement that we are over James Book Night. All right, so today is probably the only pod that we'll have before the end of the week. I promise I will have this. Matter of fact, this is what I'll do. 
okay, I get off uh I get off late at eight o'clock. If there is a blockbuster tree, we will do a late pod on Thursday night. If there is yes, a blockbuster sir. tree that to you. We can record at ten and you can get it Friday morning. Well, I promise you you'll get uh, a blockbuster tree. Um Don't think it's gonna you, happen. Huh? I don't think it's gonna happen. Let's slide right over into there. So now the um the Brooklyn Nets lost now, what, eight in a row? Yes, sir. Uh, after losing last night. And Steve Nash basically says, we're not trading James Harden. Well, Steve, one, you don't have the power to say that. Um, that's out of your hands. But two, I don't know. Okay, so let's let's do pros and cons. I'll, I'll play pro, you play con, all right? So pro, if you know that James Harden is not going to re-sign this summer as the Brooklyn Nets, you got to trade him, right? Absolutely. Con... I don't know how well you think um, Ben Simmons and Kyrie and Kevin Durant will mesh together, right? But that's pro, true. like I said, if he, if he's an asset that's leaving, I don't see. I'm not gonna say I don't see it. I don't see. I don't see the true point of keeping him if he's gonna leave. But if Kevin Durant is expected to come back, and you can have all these guys, Kyrie, yo, I read this yesterday. I don't know if this is true or not. He's only expected to play in ten of the next twenty six games because yep. they got a bunch of road trips. Their 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 schedule's like backloaded with all road games, so um they're in some serious trouble. And again, if he says he's out, I'm trading him for Ben Simmons because I'm not losing that. Yo, they traded Jared Allen for him, and Jared Allen has turned the Cavaliers along with other players into bottom of the barrel into a legitimate top five seed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's see, the Nets are in a weird spot, right? Because if you have a healthy Kevin Durant, even with the Kyrie stuff, then I would probably say you keep Harden, you chase the chip, because that's what you play the game for is to win mm-hmm. the title. We don't know when you're getting Kevin Durant back. We don't know if he's going to be compromised once he comes back. You don't know... What you're going to get from LaMarcus Aldridge, because he's been out with injuries now, it's like there's a lot of messes. And the Nets just need to answer one question, like you said. Is James Harden going to re-sign? Is he going to sign an extension? If not, dog, you got to go. Because Ben Simmons, like we keep saying this, regardless of what we say about Ben Simmons and his talent level and even what he needs to work on, he has four years on his deal. Yeah, and he's a productive player. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you can get an NBA All-Star, which he was, four years, and that's young, a too. big – Yeah, and you have KD locked in already, so that's a big deal. Also, listen, not for nothing, but they need defense, all right? And he'll bring defense to this team, all right? Hey, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't put it past the Nets eventually trading both. I'm mm. going to just throw it out there. Because if you tell me you could trade Kyrie and get Dame Lillard, and you could trade James Harden and get Ben Simmons. I think those three work together a lot better with Lillard, Simmons, and Durant. Mm. But I'm not saying that anybody's talking about that. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if they move on from both within the next two years. Okay. Uh, two more uh, um, uh, free agent special questions, and then we'll jump into a couple other things. All right. And so the trade that me and you were laughing, texting each other about, is the Cleveland Cavaliers robbery <laughs> of the Indiana Pacers and in getting Karis LeVert, I want to make sure I get this right, for Ricky Rubio, yep. a lottery-protected 22 first-round pick, yep. and two second-round picks. Yep. Doug, if that was what it takes, then I feel like 10 teams, including your league, they should have just got him. 
I mean, I feel like see this Expiring is where... contract basically and first round pick and two second round picks. This is what? where things in the NBA get weird because I under like okay. I, I'll chalk it up to saying they wanted to trade him. He wanted to go to Cleveland and for whatever reason they obliged him by sending him there. Um that can't be the best offer they got. It just I, I don't believe it. I don't. Because I feel like you said, if teams knew all it took was an expiring contract for an injured player, a first-round pick that's going to mean nothing this season because Cleveland's good, and two second-round picks, which, I mean, maybe one of those guys turns out to be a role player, but, like, I don't know. Adam Silver's got to start doing something. That's a trash yeah, I, trade. I just that's like, a trash trade. It's not really an Adam Silver thing, but I just feel like the market should have went up more for him. He's good, man. He's gonna yo. They're already a good team. Now you got Darius Garland, who doesn't have to be the number one vocal, not vocal, number one offensive option. They can play faster. You got another guy that can penetrate, drop drop off passes. They're gonna be so good. Man. Oh, gonna... and now there is a rumor though that they are not planning to trade Colin Sexton. That they are planning on having all three of them and have Karis LeVert at the three. I think that's a terrible idea. But I wouldn't trade Colin Sexton until the off season. Uh, okay. so it's healthier because I don't think it makes a difference right now. He won't play, um, and I don't think I don't think you can get much for him. And I do think he has an asset, so I'm not in a rush to trade Colin Sexton. But um, man, I, I, the, the Cavaliers, man, in, in a very short time have completely turned around their team. It's impressive, man. It is. Um, real quick, um, do you think we will have a blockbuster trade on Thursday? And not just Harden, because I know everybody's talking about Harden. I mean, the C.J. McCullough name is getting some bells ring. Bradley Beal is getting some bells ring. Do you think a blockbuster trade is coming? I don't, and here's mm. why. Here's why. I don't hold on, think. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Out of all these names, do you think any of them? Bradley Beal, James Harden, um, they, I can throw Dame in there, um, C.J. McCullough, Sabonis, and Miles Turner. Do you think any of those guys are getting traded? Yes. Okay. Who do you think? I think Miles Turner is a hundred percent getting traded. Let me get let me get a team prediction. Where do you think he's going? Dallas. Ooh, I would love Charlotte to get him. I think it's the perfect fit. I think he's gonna go to Dallas, and I think Dallas is going to not actually have to give up a lot, but probably have to give up a first round pick. They may have to be unprotected, but I don't think they care about first round picks that much. No, I don't. Um, and I think CJ's probably going to get traded. I don't know where he's going to end up going. I'm going to say the Pelicans. Okay. But see, I, the, my thing is this, right? Turner getting traded, if he gets traded to a good team, I think it'll be news, but I wouldn't consider it a blockbuster. And the CJ, I don't think, is getting traded to a good team. That's the problem. I don't think any of these decent teams that are sitting at like 6, 5, and 4 are going to make any moves. So if Turner goes to Dallas, I mean, he makes they're already like a fringe contender, but he just amps up everything they already have. Yeah. Now, I think McCullough to um, New Orleans is more of a long-term play because it's like, hey, if we ever get Zion. But even without Zion, I think they're like a 10 seed. Yeah, they can make a push in a play-in game with CJ. Yeah, and I think they should because, listen, out of all the teams that talked about relocating, I feel like the NBA be looking at New Orleans and be like, listen, we love your city, but your attendance stinks, man. Yeah, well, your attendance won't be good when your, uh, you know, your best player is still somehow rehabbing an injury. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even got any, uh, 
I don't even got any room for that. All right, we'll have a little bit of fun. So there, we missed two games on. We won't comment on the two games, but before we get out of here, I do want to do – do you have the updated picks? Yes, it was a bad week, guys, bad week. All right, let's hear it. All right, you went four and three, so oh. now you're sitting at 80 and 62. Okay. And I went three and four, 72 and 70. Okay. All right, so two games started, so we won't touch those games. But there's three late games on the night. The Warriors at Thunder, the Suns at Bulls, and the Knicks at Jazz. Let's start with the Suns at Bulls. The Bulls are home after playing last night to the Sixers and losing. We'll talk about that game a little bit later. <laughs> um, Phoenix is favored by six and a half. I feel like Phoenix matches up phenomenally with the Bulls. I feel like they defend, and six and a half is easy. I think this game actually might be a blowout. Uh, yeah, Zach Levine's going to play. It does not matter. This is a bad matchup for the Bulls. If they were fully healthy, they're getting washed. Uh, yeah, so we both taking the six and a half. Yeah. Thunder at Warriors. I love the Thunder team. If they had SGA, I would give them a puncher's chance. There's no way they can keep this game close. I got the Warriors winning by 12. Yeah. Might not have Lou Dort. Don't have Mike Muscala as a backup center. It's going to get bad out there tonight. So, Warriors, big. All right. And my hot take pick of the week. I got to do it. Don't do it. I got to do it. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. This is how I win these bets because I believe in this. I believe the New York Knicks are going to upset the Utah Jazz. I'm taking the uh, Knicks to come within seven and to win the game. But for spread purposes, I take them to come within seven. I mean, no Rudy Gobert. That's what I'm banking on. But it doesn't matter. Uh, Utah is going to win this game probably by about 20 points. Mm-hmm. Um, Julius Randle is going to get frustrated and probably smack a laptop out of an assistant coach's hand again. And, yeah, that's about it, man. I like Utah. That is a beautiful segue. Um, I've been wanting to talk about Julius Randle's emotions for a while. I think I brought it up before in the pod when I was making fun of him, but there's a difference between playing with passion and high energy and just kind of losing it. And this isn't – yo. French, just like an eight different thing, not like a big thing, but like a little thing was like, yo, dude, you have to manage your emotions. I listen, you should always play hard, but you can't just be losing it when an when assistant says, hey, man, you're not doing the right thing on this play. That's just your pride and ego. You've already apologized for your emotions wrong when the Knicks booed you, right? And it deserved yep. to boo you because you were playing bad. They just gave you a new contract. Hey, what did Spider Man's uh, uh what did what did Spider Man's uncle say about uh well great power comes? Great responsibility. All right, so take it, man. Too much is given, much is earned, man. Like I can't stand guys getting these new contracts. And listen, we gotta keep it a G. He's in a contract year, he played phenomenal, and his numbers stink compared to last year. He shoots way too much, he doesn't attack smaller mismatches, and he's getting too emotional. He needs if he does this emotion stuff again, yo, I'm benching you for a game, dog. We're not, you're not demanding a trade. You, you, you're not going to demand a trade because you're not playing well. You yep. demand a trade when you're not a good fit for a team, or they want to need, or, or they want to don't want you to be there. You don't get to demand a trade just because you, you can't hit no jump shots. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Julius Randle is acting like he's acting like you a know, big baby. No, nah, you know what he's like acting you. like? He's acting like the guy that grew up his whole life out of shape, fat. You know, goes to college, discovers a gym, gets in shape. All the girls like him, but then he forgot what actually got him there, which was a work ethic, which was being likable. And then they turn into this monster, and Julius Randle's turn into a diva. You paid him, 
This is why LA didn't pay him. This is part of the reason the Lakers didn't pay him. I'm not even. I'm just saying. I don't even have a problem with you being a diva, but just this emotions like you know you can't snap on a coach because he probably pointed out something you did wrong. Yeah, last year was the year for him to be snapping at people when he was playing his behind off and wasn't getting help on most nights. This ain't. This isn't it. You're you're playing terrible. Right. All right. <laughs> All right, last thing. I definitely want to talk about this because we haven't got to talk about this in a while. I want to talk about NBA award eyes. I don't want to talk about our list, but I just want to talk about is there any value in any of these odds? All right. I start with MVP. Right now, Joel Embiid is plus 230. Jokic is plus 330. I don't see Jokic winning again. Stephen Curry is humbly a plus 500, and I see a big second half surge. And John Morant is plus 1,000. If you were a betting man, which would you take to be your MVP? Um, I'm taking the Morant money. Yeah, I think I would too. Because here's the thing. Um, Memphis is third, right? Yes. Let's say Memphis gets all the way up to second and gets like a game or two behind Phoenix. We have to give it to them, right? Yes. Like, if they, the if they stay third at best three. Record in the NBA, Listen, I have to give if, it to them. If they stay at three and they just don't catch – like, if they stay at three, but it's still, like, where they're at now, like, distance-wise, mm-hmm. and they just don't happen to, you know, because you can't control if the Warriors or Suns lose games. You know right. what I mean? So, all you can do is what you can do. If they keep winning and John Morant keeps putting up these ridiculous numbers on a nightly basis, he's the MVP. Because if you take him off, like, and I and see, it's tough for me because if you take him beat off the Sixers, they stink. But if you take John Morant off Memphis – they're in the lottery. Uh, maybe not, though, because they played well without him. Yeah, they do. They give See, a lot it's of tough good this year. Too. Last year. But he still is he still is the cop that makes them go. Yeah. But I think that's where – I think it's a two-man race right now. And it's nothing against Steph. I just expect once – like, now that Clay's getting 30 minutes a night starting tonight, I just don't know if Steph's going to put up enough of the nights of, like, crazy. See, I actually disagree with you. I think Steph uh, – Clay playing better it just helps Steph, takes pressure off Steph. And then with Draymond coming back, I think Steph just gets a lot easier shots. So I think he's just actually going to go off, and they're going to go on a surge. So I would say my two value is Curry and Morant. Listen, Embiid, if Embiid plays, if he misses eight more games this season, he should win the MVP. But, you know, you got to really just hope he stays healthy, man. Um, okay, let's go to the next one. Rookie of the year. This is my favorite one because this one really irks me. All right. Every, I, I want to try to read this. Evan Mobley on FanDuel is minus 300 to run rookie of the year, all right? I'm pretty sure they're, like, within two points of points per game of each other, all right? Scotty Barnes is plus 800, and Kay Cunningham is plus 800. Um, Josh Giddy is plus 3,200. Franz Wagner plus 1,500. Value man, who would you take to win, uh, uh, excuse me, rookie of the year? Um, if, I'm t- if I'm going value... I would go Josh Giddy because I think he could put up a couple triple doubles before the end of the season. Enough. Um, but see, my thing is like this: if he gets the triple doubles, I don't think it'll necessarily matter, even if it's only ten points. But I'm just saying, if I'm going value, that's where I'm going. Oh, Cade's gonna win the award. I believe Cade's gonna win the award, but I'm starting to have doubts. I don't know. 
it's going to be weird. I feel like this might be one of the more controversial years for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of guys that could actually say they probably deserve it, right? Like, you had the, the Chris Duarte probably had the best start we've ever seen a rookie have <laughs> right. in a long time. And then Cade, you know, started slow, but he's come on pretty strong lately. And then you have Franz Wagner's been consistent. He's probably been the most consistent mm-hmm. in terms of putting up numbers. But unfortunately, Orlando just stinks, and they're going to get they're going to lose so many games by thirty by the end of the season. You can't justify giving him Rookie of the Year. Right. All right. Let's go to the next one. Most improved player. Uh, John Moran is minus two forty. Miles Bridges is plus eight hundred. Some good value here. Darius Garland is plus a thousand. Dejounte Murray is plus eighteen hundred. Desmond Bain is plus thirty six hundred. And Tyrese Maxey is plus 8,000. Give me your value pick and also who you expect to win uh, most improved. So Tyrese Maxey's best value. Especially if they get James Harden. And let me say this. Tyrese Maxey should win the award. John Morant's name shouldn't even be considered. Thank Nobody you. put money on that. Because I can tell you right now, the writers are not giving I wanna, him that. I want to say something real quick, and I've said this twice. John Morant beat the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry the last game of the season in the playing game to make the playoffs. In that game, he had like 38, 6, and 7. Yep. He was good last year. Yep. Like, most improved. And listen, Miles Bridges should basically get this award, but I feel like it's just because the team hasn't won. His numbers have been fine. He's been consistent most of the season. Um, Desmond Bain, I don't know how many Desmond Bain averaged last year, but same as Maxi, he averaged eight. Okay, so their I, numbers are I, almost identical. I think it should be between Bridges, Maxi, and Bean. I don't think Morant should be in it. Man. Yeah, see, but to me, Bridges fall and Bridges will fall short, in my opinion. Here, Maxi's the starting point guard of a playoff contending team, mm-hmm. and the Hornets suck. So I don't. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Okay, let's keep it moving. Defensive Player of the Year. This is interesting. Draymond Green's plus one seventy. No, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. No, coming. No. It's plus one eighty. Giannis is plus six hundred. Jaron Jackson Jr. is plus one thousand, which is really weird because he doesn't rebound. And I feel like that's how you get defensive possessions. Joel Embiid is plus nineteen hundred. I think if you did value, I would do Mikael Bridges at twenty four hundred. But a wing can't get it unless they play like some Kawhi level defense. Um. I love Joel Embiid at plus 1,900, though. Yeah, no. If I was going to go value, I would go Dark Horse. His name's not even on the board, but it should be. And I would go with Herb Jones. Because if you guys – I mean, I get people don't watch New Orleans. Brother, he's not even on here. I know, but his defensive rating and his defensive stats this season are stupid. No, I love Herb Jones, but Um, he ain't even on here, man. Listen, who will it actually go to? We all know who it's going – no, we all know who it's going to. No, it's going to Draymond Gray. I think people are getting a little fed up with Rudy. Nah, Gobert. It's, it's going to Rudy. No, I'm t- I'm never voting for this dude again. I'm not. You're not. I feel like the media, NBA media, tries to brainwash us into making us believe he's better than he is. I honestly feel that he's okay, but I'm cool. Uh, let's keep it moving. Six men of the year, and Tyler Hero is minus seven fifty. We both agree that Tyler Hero basically has this award. But if we were doing value, I would probably take Kevin Love at thirty five hundred. Um, that's probably it. Everybody else has been kind of trash. Um, nah, I mean, it's 100% Tyler Hero. Who would you have, even though it's not up here, Coach of the Year? 
This is probably the hardest to beat. So I would go with a couple guys. J.B. Bickerstaff would be one. Billy Donovan would be two. I got to give Doc Rivers some love at three. Uh, I I can't do Kerr. I can't do Kerr yet. I, I got he's got to make it work, and they got to play better. Um, but I'll probably go with Billy Donovan. Yeah. Think? Okay. So I think for me right now, it would be between Jason Kidd, Billy Donovan. Oh, I forgot about Jason Kidd. That's a good one. Uh, I can never think of the coach's name in Memphis. But him and Eric Spolstra. I can't give it to Doc Rivers only because, I mean, you guys still have Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. Like, you guys still have a roster. What Jason Kidd has done in Dallas and what Billy Donovan has done in uh, Chicago, not being able to play the guys they thought they were going to have, pretty incredible, especially Dallas. That roster is shredded right now. Right. Okay. Any last things before we wrap it up? Oh, I got one thing. Go ahead, brother. One thing. So, I just want everybody to pay attention to this, right? So, All-Star Weekend's coming up pretty soon, and they're going to announce the dunk contest and the three-point contest. (laughs) I want everybody to keep their eye on who's in the dunk contest this year because the NBA has – I'm going to die on this hill. They have to stop putting bums and guys who don't play NBA minutes – in all-star competitions, they did this the last couple years with random dudes. Even when Derrick Jones got in, he was getting no minutes in the league. It's got to stop. It's got to go back old school. We need stars to compete. So I'm waiting for all-star competition selections. But that's all I got. Okay. Okay. No problem with that one. I um like I said, we will come back Thursday if there's a blockbuster trade. I promise y'all, I don't care how tired I am. I will buy coffee at nine or ten o'clock, get that pot done, and have y'all Friday morning pot to the reactions of all the things. Um, but if not, we'll be back Saturday. But I'm gonna try to get a pot in Thursday night because I feel like something's happening. Something it has to happen. I'm tired of lack of. Let me just say this: I'm tired of a lack of blockbuster teams. I need these teams to start traction today because what happens is. These teams wait until 2 o'clock. They start to hear, what about this and that? And it takes a long time, and a lot of people have to approve trades. Trades basically have to be done like a day in advance, man. So um, we'll see. All right. We'll wrap it up here. Um, happy Monday. Stay on the grind, y'all. And we will talk to y'all on Thursday. All right? Peace.